0: Hey, and welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Tweedale, AKA Are You Kristen Feminist Traveler. This is the season of experimentation brought to you by The Awesome Ladies Project. Join our free community today at theawesomeladiesproject.com. Hi, Laura. Hi, Kristen. This is exciting. So I have not had the chance to talk to anyone in a little while, and now I am here with Laura Kaplan, who I have known forever, and Laura's going to be guest co-hosting a couple of shows with me this season, and today's topic is why we memory keep and how has that changed since we began, which I thought would be, one, a great introduction to Laura, and two, pretty awesome, because... One, we've been scrapbooking together for a long time. I'm not going to try to do the math right now. Um, but also, there's so many things that we've scrapbooked that have, like, come back into fashion. Like, bell-bottom jeans. Twice. Um, so, hi. Hi. Let's um, let's do a quick introduction. Tell the people about you.
1: Sure. Uh, sure. Um. I live in the Chicago suburbs with my husband and my two sons. They're 17 and 20. Um, I'm a high school math teacher and um, been scrapbooking since um, my first was a baby. What else do you want to know?
0: That's a good question. Um, Tell the people where we met.
1: Oh, well, Chris and I were both members of a. Uh, online message board called Scrap Freak, which is sadly gone by the wayside, but um, but at some point we the, the the group on Scrap Freak had the bright idea to have an, an in-person crop in the middle of nowhere Wisconsin, and um, I didn't have to travel that far from Chicago. Kristen got a plane from New Jersey, and um, there was a bunch of us there it was it was great. it was so much fun um, and a little crazy but uh, but yeah it was a great time that was yeah it was I, I'm guessing like 15 years ago.
0: yes, I don't think I was old enough to drink yet. That's quite possible.
1: You're <laughs> we still in college, yeah, I,
0: so. I was oh, I was absolutely in college I don't I don't remember if it was like right before my 21st birthday or right after my 21st birthday. It was it was one or the other. Um yeah, no, that was a fantastic trip. The scrapbook that I made from that trip has um double O wire binding so that you I started the scrapbook and I had a bind it all, which is a machine from the way back. Um and I thought that I had an made enough room but we had so many pictures and there were so many people that shared their pictures and so many people took so many good pictures that i had to create a second back to the book so you get you get to the half oh my god i'm explaining the scrapbook terribly forget the explanation to the scrapbook i will just post pictures of it uh come to the awesome ladies project and i will post pictures of this uh scrap freak crop scrapbook because it is it's massive and crazy. And it's one of the coolest scrapbooks that I've ever created. Um, But yeah, we have known each other for more than 15 years. It is very cool. And our styles have evolved products have evolved. Different methods of scrapbooking have come and gone Two questions. What do you think has stayed the same for you the most? And what do you think has changed for you the most over the years?
1: Uh, okay so um I think my my main reason why has changed the most i mean I started off thinking I needed someplace to put these baby photos i mean i i got um, what I now know is a close to my heart album uh, just an album with a few pages that were pre-stamped with baby type things as a baby shower gift and I started I like I, I had no idea what I was doing. I don't even know how my first page had managed to have a title and photos and memorabilia on it. I'm like, wow, that was pretty advanced for someone who'd never done this before. But I managed to get all no journaling mind you, but everything else. So I, I just was like putting pictures on pages. Um and you know, looking at how adorable my baby is. And my, my reason for doing it was because I, I wanted a baby book and I wanted this to be my baby book as opposed to the one that my mom had for me where she just filled in the blank on things and you know. I just wanted to do it this way instead. Then in the back of my mind, I thought I might stop when he turned a year old. You know, that was like, it was a baby book. That was it. Um, here we are, you know, 20 years later. And of course, I'm still scrapbooking. And it turned a lot more into just wanting to document life. I mean, it was still a lot about his and his brother's lives um it took me a while to come around to scrapbooking about myself and and Kristen was a big help in realizing the importance of that but um it's kind of like I finally have time to scrapbook about me because I don't take as many pictures of them anymore so now I shift my focus and it's it's kind of two pronged now it's like just documentation of life and recognizing that these things that happen we won't remember them (laughs) forever without some help and things do change like you don't think they're going to change you think this is just what we do but then five years later you look back and you're like oh gosh that changed <laughs> we don't do that anymore remember when we used to do that um but also the the creative outlet is hugely important to me which I didn't even know I needed when I first started scrapbooking it never occurred to me that I needed creativity in my life that way um and now I I I feel that my husband will like yell at me if I haven't scrapbooked for more than like a week. he's like, would you please just sit down and make a page because <laughs> I get cranky and I'm not fun to be with um, So definitely that's a huge part of it too so it's kind of both those like the documentation piece and the and the you know playing with pretty things piece.
0: That's super interesting. I have no idea what my answers are because I just asked you that question because <laughs> I have because I really wanted to know um, I when think- I first started scrapbooking. I did it because I had to make a book report. I had to make a book report about Helen Keller, and I went to the the aisle at A.C. Moore with all the scrapbook supplies because we had to make a scrapbook of the life of whoever's autobiography we got assigned in English class. So the teacher assigned us a bunch of different autobiographies. No, for the miracle, it was for the Miracle Worker. We read the Miracle Worker out loud, um, and then afterwards. She had everyone do a different retelling of Helen Keller's life. And so I decided I would do a scrapbook of Helen Keller's life. So I went to the store and I bought the scrapbook supplies. And I was like, oh, okay, well, now I should just do this with my life too. Mm -hmm. And for a while, I just, I really loved... Having a thing to do with my photographs because I loved taking photographs. My grandmother was a photographer. So growing up, you know, I was the, the first grandchild, so I would just be taking places. You know, my grandmother would just be like, oh, I'm going this place. Now I'm going to take you. And we would take pictures. So I'd just have pictures. And scrapbooking gave me an outlet to do things with the pictures And especially when, you know, I grew up during a time when it was super cheap to get double prints. And so then you would just have, you know, an extra print. And it didn't matter if you, you know, did something weird with the extra print. Because you just had the one, you know. You have the one print, no problem. It goes in the box. You have it. It's great. Fantastic. But now you have this extra print. You can do something fun with it. You can make art with it. You're not ruining the photo. Because, you know, it's an extra one that you just got for one extra cent at Walgreens because that's what they do now. And so having that freedom to just mess around with the bonus print and like colored cardstock and letter stickers and glitter markers, it just felt so like that felt like freedom, Even though I had absolutely no idea about, like, how to tell my story or that I was telling stories or there were narratives or, like, oh, we should put things in grids or, like, the rule of thirds or any of that. It just felt like I was expressing myself in a way that felt good. And that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. Now I know what I'm doing, even though I feel like I have no idea what I'm doing all the time. You're still learning. I mean, we all are, right? (laughs) Constantly learning. Right. And there's always ways to bring in things from other hobbies. And I think that's one of the, the fun things about scrapbooking is that no matter what other hobby you do, you can always bring that hobby into scrapbooking. Especially craft hobbies Mm -hmm. like over the years we've had so many different supplies that have come from so many other crafts like we have you know any kind of paper craft there's been an influx into scrapbooking at some point we've had letterpress in scrapbooking we've had handmade paper in scrapbooking we've had God only knows how many embellishments that have come and gone. Flair. We've had little acrylic things. We've had, you know, I've had crocheted embellishments. And, you know, if you love to crochet, and also you love to scrapbook, crochet yourself some little hearts. Crochet the outside of an album. And there's just so many ways that you can incorporate your things that you love into your scrapbooks without just straight up saying, I love to crochet. (laughs) Yes, you're right. You can actually make the things you use in your scrapbook. And in addition
1: to making a page about how much you love crocheting, (laughs) you can actually do crocheting
0: in your scrapbook. Yeah, It's really, it's, it's just fun. It's a fun hobby. And I think it's in an, I think it's in a really interesting time right now. And I don't just say that because of the pandemic, we've all been home. I say that because we're moving away from project life. And and I don't mean that in a bad way. I don't mean that in like a derogatory way towards project life at all. I just mean that like project life was this very big, huge thing inside the scrapbooking industry for so long and it really made a huge impact on the way that products were made for years so many different people really went into you know pocket paged design pocket page cards moving things towards 3x4, 4x6, weekly spreads. And now we're very much seeing the other side of that. Mm -hmm. And whether it's a return to larger page sizes, larger papers again, mini books again, or just like having the ability to kind of branch out and do your own thing. Yeah, I, I think Project Life introduced a lot of people to the hobby in a way that they
1: found accessible, which is awesome. I think it also saved a lot of people who were like, I just can't keep up in this way I've been doing, but this sticking things in the pockets, I could totally do. So that's awesome. <laughs> I think there are also people who just tried Project Life because it was a new thing to do. So they were here, they were doing this weekly spread. And this is sort of the camp I'm from, like, I was like, now I'm not making the 12 by 12 pages that I love. <laughs> I'm just doing these pocket things, which honestly frustrate me. <laughs> so maybe I should stop doing the pocket thing, you know? <laughs> so, but I mean, yeah, I mean, everyone just has to find what they like, right? And pocket pages are one option and 12 by 12 pages are another. And mini books or, or little notebooks, <laughs> they're all different.
0: Yeah, it's so funny. It's so funny that I needed to go all the way back to just creating in tiny little notebooks to break out of this pocket page slump that I was feeling. Um, Because some of my absolute most favorite albums that I have are pocket page albums because they tell, you can tell so many stories with pocket pages. But, you're doing it in little boxes. Like, you know, like just very literally, they put you in boxes and, you know, sometimes you really need to step outside the box. And I, you know, really like having my daily page notebook because then I have this tiny little canvas on a place where I can practice and do things and try out a bunch of stuff so that when I want a bigger canvas, And I've found that I really like the TN size, but I almost only like it when I'm doing a double page spread, which just about makes it like a a normal eight by eight page. Yeah. (laughs) Just, just cut in half. And I'm like, Oh, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) So, so yeah, I, I'm, I found out that like, oh yeah, so what I'm doing is actually making little daily pages and then I'm making eight by eight pages because I'm almost always also using the same background paper. Yeah. And, (laughs) you know, they make eight by eight albums. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but then I'd have to make a 16 by eight page. Oh, you still want the spread. I see. Yeah, no, that's the, it's, it's. Like, I had a whole little, like, I had to, like, walk around my room and be like, oh. So I'm just making eight by eight pages. And it's, yeah, it's because I really love the double page spread. Yeah, you like opening it and seeing the whole thing. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the whole thing. But, yeah, no, it's, and and it it was a whole, it was a whole game changer. Because I was like, oh, I don't really like the idea of making, because I don't, I don't love the idea of making tall, skinny pages. They don't. It works for, like, two little sketches that I have in my head that I do. You know, you have one square photo and you do some journaling underneath. Or you have one rectangle photo and you do some journaling underneath.
1: So, But you did your December Daily in a 3 by 8 right? Yes. And, I mean, that was amazing. Like, every day was different. And so I I have to disagree with you that you only have two ways to do
0: those pages, because... They were amazing. But each one of those was a was a, a double page spread. True.
1: <laughs> okay, I see what you're saying. So it was. It was six yeah, by eight. No, it wasn't
0: uh, yeah no yeah yeah. It's so like it's it's a really weird thing, and so right, so each one of those is more like a six by eight page. And that's how I have to think about it, and I know it's really weird, but that's how my brain like processes them. Mm-hmm. As so like that's like a six by eight page and the TNs are more like eight by eight pages. Yeah. With just like just like sliced in half. <laughs>
1: huh. That's interesting.
0: I I didn't realize I was doing it until like I realized I was doing it. Mm-hmm. And then I've leaned into it because um actually for February's book of me page I did um, I really leaned into it and I just cut a whole picture of my face in half and had little like thought things coming out of my head and I had it in my head and I was like I think this is gonna work but if it doesn't work it's gonna look really dumb because I'm definitely cutting my face right in half but it worked out really well and it was like one of my favorite pages. But had I not realized, like, oh, I'm just making eight by eight pages, which you know what, I've never made eight by eight pages. Like, I think I have Mm -hmm. one eight by eight album in my entire life. I think I've made one eight by eight actual album. Um,
1: I I did a Disney trip in eight by eight, and I actually did two of them, one for each boy, because they were just at the right ages that they were different experiences. So I made two albums, and. I really liked it. I mean, it was definitely a departure from my 12 by 12, even though it was still a square, it was so much smaller. Um, But I I find that 12 by 12 is my main size and shape. I normally do, but I do most travel albums in eight and a half by 11. And just that switch to a rectangle, like keeps my creativity sharp, you know, because I'm gonna have to think very differently. Um, I also have a horizontal six by 12 album that I do like pages about me. Um, and that's a very different rectangle <laughs> than the half by eleven rectangle. Um, so, and if I do a double page, then it's like six by 24, <laughs> like, really wide. Um, but yeah, just, I find like fix the, uh sort of switching up the shape like that keeps it from getting stale.
0: <laughs> yes. And that's one of the reasons why I really love switching from the little notebook to... Both the T N and then also that three by eight. Mm-hmm. And then but that's six by 12. that sounds fantastic.
1: It's really cool. I I got it a long time ago and I don't think they I could find it again, but it's a horizontal six by twelve album. And I have a bunch of page protectors that are not full yet, so I'm like, I'll just keep making pages so I run out of protectors. <laughs> and then I'll yeah, do something else. But, Um but yeah, it's just a fun different shape page to work on, yeah. You know?
0: Yeah, that one sounds... And
1: doing a double-page by 12 is like doing a 12 by 12 just <laughs> long and skinny
0: instead of square. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, speaking of... I mean, it's not... They're bringing 4x4 albums back,
1: mm.
0: which is another size that I really like.
1: I did my Book of Me a couple years ago in a 4x4, and I love it. It's like my favorite album.
0: <laughs> it's... I did my when i when i after i came up with my book i stamped my 100 questions mm-hmm. in a 4x4 album and because you can just put so much in there yeah and it can be tiny and small and then it's just there mm-hmm. so yeah i'm really excited that that's coming back because again it's so unintimidating
1: oh yeah it's really the to hand of to someone you know if someone's over at your house not like that happens anymore, but if someone's over at your house and you're like, hey, you want to look at what I've been working on? You know, it's it's not like, here's this big 12
0: by 12 album I'm going to plop on your lap. <laughs> it's, it's... Sit down. Here's my scrapbook. <laughs> Although that is, oh my God, that's my favorite thing about Awesome Ladies Live. It's just like, hey, here yeah. are 15 scrapbooks that I brought. Okay, I'm going to walk. But yeah. sit, sit, stand, now I have to look at every single have to look page. you look at every one. Yes. It's, it's wonderful. <laughs> oh, man. That makes me so happy. Okay, so what are the things that you've been doing recently that, like, past you would have been surprised about?
1: Um, Making pages about me. (laughs) like, um, I I remember at at that, you know, famed Wisconsin weekend that we, where we met, like, I was having a, a, a discussion, a heated discussion with some other people that, like, I just didn't quite see the point at the time. I was like, I... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I have plenty of things to scrapbook it's not like I'm running out of stories to tell about my two children, you know. I don't see the reason to bring in this other thing. And I don't know exactly, I don't I can't pinpoint in time when that changed. Actually I think I do have an idea because um, our, our friend Bree had a challenge blog, which I was on the creative team for, and as a result of being on that creative team I had to <laughs> make pages about me. <laughs> I tried to like spin every prompt into something about my voice instead, but she got me on a few of them. So um, I, I started making pages about me and I decided it wasn't so bad. <laughs> so And now now most of the stuff about me is like mostly in like mini albums like The Book of Me and I did my the, an album for Find Your Voice. Um, you know, so they're they're more like specific projects as opposed to just making page after page like I do with my kids. But um, but I'm getting there. I have I have plans to do <laughs> page after page at some point about me. I have I have fun adventures, you know. Like I go, at at one point in my life, I was going to concerts and I was going to see plays and going to dinner with friends, and I want to document those things just as much as I document the fun things my kids have done. So.
0: Absolutely, I think I would be most surprised that I'm doing something every single day at the exact same time, and that I've been doing it for years now that's I'm not a first off I'm not just I'm not a habit person mostly because headaches cause me to just be bad at doing things and every single day but the things that I've learned through doing just whatever you know daily pages is practice scrapbooking has been so informative And it's made me so much better at all the other things that I want to do. Do you suppose,
1: well, I think I know the answer to this question, but the accountability of doing it live every day surely has helped (laughs) keep that habit going. Yes. But also just the the social aspect of like you get to look forward to being with your people (laughs) every day at that time.
0: Absolutely. 100%. And I am so much the type of person who, if I have an appointment to show up, I'm going to show up. So putting it on my calendar and saying, okay, well, I'm going to show up. Even if I'm the only person who shows up, that's never happened. Um, Being there, one for myself, one for other people so that I can create the space for other people. But two, just like saying I'm going to be there Mm -hmm. means that I'm going to be there and I'm not, not going to do the page. So right. <laughs> it means the page is going to get done. Yeah. And making that like a priority and putting the effort in there. It's, it's so silly, but I continue to equate it to, people who choose to show up at the gym five days a week, well, they're the ones who are going to be better at practice for whatever sport, you know, you're playing. You know, you might be a fantastic athlete, but if you're only showing up to practice and you're only showing up to games, you're not going to see as much improvement as the people who are also showing up to the gym five days a week and then going to practice and then showing up to the games. That's,
1: that's funny. I'd say the same exact thing to my students about, you know, <laughs> you, if, of course you have to do the homework because that's your practice. Like, would you ever, like, just show up for games <laughs> when you play basketball, just show up for the games and never do anything else? No, of course not. <laughs> but, you have to practice
0: as well. If you're just... you you're n- <laughs> <laughs> And they look at me like, oh. Yeah, like some... <laughs> some people might be born with an ability to get a hundred on a test but also that's not going to help you in the real world later on if you actually want to be good at these things you have to practice scrapbooking too same thing right and and um i was just talking specifically about this like there are specific things that each of us want to get better at in our scrapbooking and if we want to get better at them then the time to do that is not when we're in the middle of trying to make a really good page about something that we care about. Right.
1: Well, and that comes up sometimes, like if somebody has a real heavy page they want to do and they're like, I, I can't get started. I, you know, and a lot of times we're like, make a, make it like a throwaway page, <laughs> make a page about something silly that you don't really care that much about <laughs> or make a card. Some people make card first, you know, but if you're already doing daily pages or just scrap regularly in general, making that more meaningful page isn't, as much of a hurdle because you're in practice.
0: Exactly. Um, One of the most grateful things that I've gotten out of this experience has been I am no longer afraid to use the supplies that I get. I constantly would have been stacking my new stuff in like uh, I will use this soon or I will get to this or if it were stamps I will figure this out soon, Pile. Especially layered stamps. Layered stamps would always make me feel a little bit anxious. Especially if I were going to, like, go to use them on an immediate project. But now, as soon as I get something in the mail, I open up it immediately. If it's a new stamp set, I'm probably going to use it that day. Because I want to see where it's going to give me problems. Because stamping is an imperfect art you're not going to stamp perfectly. If you want stamps to be perfect, use your printer. Do it digitally. And Daily Pages gives me a place to screw up. And then, like, I might get annoyed that I screwed up. like, I don't have to feel bad that I screwed up on something that I actually really cared about and put a lot of effort into Mm -hmm. and tried to figure out. I just screwed up on my practice, and that's what practice is for. And I, I can be annoyed that like, hey, I, I messed up when I shouldn't have because I really meant to do it this way or something. But, you know, it's not something that we have to, you know, think about for more than 10 seconds. Right. Yeah. You're not making these as your showcase pieces. <laughs> these are just your practice. Right. <laughs> exactly. And like you said before, if somebody comes over whenever that happens again, I'm not pulling out my Daily Pages books to be like, look at these things that I did. All of these things make us better at the thing that we really like to do, which is scrapbook and tell our stories. All right. Laura, this was amazing. I am really excited to have you on for at least a few more episodes as a guest co-host. And I am super excited to talk to you again. And please let me know
1: Yes, yeah, so I, I had a great time. Thank you so much for having me. And I look forward to doing this again in the future. It's a lot of fun to talk scrappy.
0: Yes, lots more scrapbooking conversations in the future. All right, guys, thanks for listening. You are amazing. We love you so much. And I will be back next week with another amazing episode of Crafty S Female.